Hello, this is Katie, and this is the Truth For Your 20s podcast. It's just me today. This is a solo episode, and I have a few things to talk about. So funny thing about having a podcast is you start a podcast because you have things to say. This isn't rocket science, right? <laughs> but it's just interesting. Like I find cool people on social media or you know, I have emails of people like, hey, this person has a book coming out. Would you want to interview them? And before I know it, I have so many great interviews. I'm so thankful for that. I get to meet some really cool people, but I just haven't been able to talk in a while. And I'm like, I'm in charge of this. (laughs) I can do this thing. And I just appreciate you guys because I feel like I have done every week and then every other week, and then we take breaks and then we come back. And, um, I'm, I'm flying by the seat of my pants. I'm figuring this thing out as we go. I'm, you know, listening to what you guys like and tweaking and doing all the things, but here we are for the foreseeable future. I'm going to do every week, which is what I have heard from you guys that you like. So we're going to go back to every week episodes. I still have a lot that's backlogged of interviews that I've been doing that I haven't been able to air yet. So we're going to mix it up with me talking, some interviews and going back to every week and then just taking some more breaks, some new seasons. I did eight months on last time, which was bananas. I don't know anyone that's like does it that long unless they have a team of like 20 and that is not my case. So anyways, just letting you know kind of behind the scenes what's going on. We're going back to every week and taking more seasonal breaks. I just appreciate you guys so much. And I'm really excited about this episode. This is so funny. This conversation that we're going to have today is really birthed out of just a lot of conversations that I've had with friends and people in real life. And really, I just want to start with strong feelings. So these are my strong feelings about random things. And I think this is hopefully going to be funny and relatable. And I know that you, my friend listening, you have strong feelings about something I'm going to say too. So we're just going to get into it. So some of these are random and funny and not deep. And some of them are a little more deep. (laughs) Okay. I'm laughing because all right, the first one, I'll just tell you when you go to a public restroom and they have the automated like faucet situation in the water and you can't, there's no knobs. You just have to wave your hands underneath it. I'm waving my hands right now. I know you can't see it, but why do I always get the one that doesn't work? And I have to like wave my hands against the one beside me. Like, why is it always the one beside me that works and the one that I, the first one I go to doesn't work? Like, am I the only one or am I just not waving my hand correctly? And if so, then why, why? (laughs) It feels like it never works on the first sink that I try and then it will work on the next sink. And why do these even exist? They're so annoying. Like, can we not be trusted as the general public to turn the water on and off? Like one of my friends said, maybe it's a germ thing. Like you don't want to touch the knob. Like, I mean, I guess I kind of get that. So I don't hate the automatedness of it so badly if it would work. But what I cannot stand, and these are very strong feelings, you guys, is those dryer doohickeys, whether it's a button or it's automatic. Either way, I cannot stand them. First of all, the sound. It sounds like you're in the dentist's office with a drill. (laughs) Y'all know what I'm talking about. And the public restroom and the dryer, I hate them. They make your hands feel all chalky. Like I would rather, I know paper towels are not the most environmentally friendly thing, but it's just, that's fine. I don't even have to have that. I will just do a little shake, shake my hands off, rub them on my pockets. Like well, I ain't ashamed. And then just go about my business. Like I cannot stay in the dryer. I have very strong feelings. Why? Explain to me the dryer. Um, a lot of people don't mind it. I don't, I don't understand. I have strong feelings about the dryers 
in the bathrooms um, and the sinks. So there we go. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit of a soapbox. This is, this is all in good fun though. All right, creating community. I was talking to a young lady the other day and she was just kind of feeling disconnected. She's already graduated, she's in her career and not married and just kind of feeling like lonely. I mean, for lack of a better way to put it. And I'm like, okay, you know, I got you. How about, have you ever tried um, volunteering? Like getting, like, what are you interested in, first of all? And she said, oh, well, I mean, you know, I'm really tired when I get off work. And um, essentially we talked for about 10 minutes of me trying to be like, well, have you gone to any events? Have you volunteered? What about this? Like giving her like so many ideas. And it was like, ah, ah, ah. she like had reasons why none of them were a good idea. And my strong feelings are like, we can't just expect community to show up on our door and beg us to be best friends. And there's a lot of different ways to get community. I understand some people are introverts and extroverts and some of this comes more naturally than others, but even anyone can just like go invite someone to coffee or go like even easier is look at the calendar, look at the events calendar where you live, like what's already happening, what events are already going on and go like just, if you have a friend that can come with you, that'd be great. But you don't, you can go by yourself. Like you, you can do hard things, my friend. Uh, one of my friends is single, uh, another girl that I was talking to and, but she has a dog and that's a great way to meet people. Like an outdoor festival, bring your dog and it, dogs just make natural conversations. Like, hey, oh, you have a dog too. Like, it's just a great way to meet people. So Facebook is actually really handy for this. I don't know. I didn't discover this until not so long ago, but go to Facebook and look in your area at local events. It's a plethora of festivals and especially like in October and fall this time of year, there's so many cool things. So just check it out in your area. And I mean, maybe you live in a super small town, even so there's going to be something going on or a neighborhood or a nearby town, take a quick little road trip. Like it's just a great way to meet people. But some of my other strong feelings are you cannot expect people to know that you are new and you don't know anyone. This is especially true when you go to a new church. I have heard so many times, and this is age un like defined. <laughs> I've heard, you know, every different age say, I went to this new church and I really liked it, but no one came up and talked to me. I went to this new youth group. I went to this, whatever, this church event. And this is, you know, it can be a lot of different events, but I hear it, especially in church and no one talked to me. My friend, it is not other people's responsibility to know that you are new there. Now, there's a lot of different churches and a lot of different ways of doing this. I'm actually on the new here team in my church. And so my job is to go up and make sure new people feel at home and feel welcome. But I don't always know. You know, sometimes I try and just look around for people who look lost or trying to find their way. But it, I mean, I'm not a mind reader, you know? And it is wonderful. I guarantee you, anyone at the church, anyone on staff, or just someone who goes there, they would love to hear from you. Hey, I'm new here. Can you tell me a little bit more about this? Introduce yourself. Hey, my name is Sarah, and I'm new here. I'd love to know more. That is all you have to say, and you would be surprised how much, generally speaking, I know we're all humans and not everyone is perfect, but generally speaking, you just saying your name and, hey, I'm new here. I would like to know more. People would love to help you and get you connected. We, we're just all wired for community, but 
again, that community is not going to show up on your doorstep and beg you to be best friends. We have to do some work to build that community. So here's a challenge to my sweet friends on the other side of the AirPods or whatever you're listening with. I challenge you to invite some friends over for dinner. We actually did a whole podcast episode just about this, what it looks like to you know, build community around your table. And it can be pizza. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. I will link that episode if you want to dive into that more. I just got back from New York and I was talking to a friend who lives there and she's from Georgia too, which is super cool. But her, something she loves to do is invite people over for dinner. Now this is New York where her whole entire apartment is smaller than my living room. And that's like bedroom, living room, kitchen, all the things. So it's not like you can have 20 people over for a dinner party, but by golly, she's tried. <laughs> she's had like, I don't know, at least 10. And that's just a beautiful, like, there's so many reasons that we can say like the first girl I was talking about, excuse, excuse, reason, reason why it won't work. But there's also reasons that it will. And just looking for going where the people are, as Ariel says, and going to events or inviting people over, we all thrive better when we have other humans around us and you're not meant to do this life alone. So this is just a little encouragement. I would love to hear from you. If you end up accepting that challenge and having some friends over for dinner, take a picture, tag me on social media. Oh my gosh, that would be so fun. But if, even if you're not there yet, look at the events calendar, go to an event in your town. I, I just challenge you to find your people. I know for me, it's been life giving to to do that on purpose. And like, I've mentioned so many times our move to Chattanooga, like I, I was so intentional. Like I said yes to all the things I volunteered at the school. I did stuff I did not do before we moved because I felt super connected in our old city. And here I didn't, I just didn't know people. But again, those friends didn't just show up on my door. I invited people over. I, you just have to do these kind of things on purpose. Um, okay. So that's my challenge. And that's my strong feelings about that. Do you know that you can book a call with me? Yep, just you and me. We can talk about boys or faith or finding your calling or what you want to be when you grow up or anything in between. My passion, as you know from this podcast, is to be who I needed when I was younger. And I book online mentoring calls all throughout the week. I have a calendar where you pick a time that works for you. And we just set a phone call, date, and make it happen. Usually I'm walking around my neighborhood. You can do whatever you want. But we're going to just get to all the good stuff. Sometimes all you need is an unbiased third party who has your best interest at heart. I want to be your adopted mom, cool aunt, best friend, whatever you want to call me, but let's get real. Let's get honest. I would love to be your mentor. Check all the information at katiebulmer.life. Okay. Now I have strong feelings about feelings. Is that ironic? Maybe. Okay. I'm looking out my window right now and Right now, the leaves are, are still all over the trees. The trees are covered in leaves. It is kind of the end of summer, but they're starting to turn colors a little bit. And soon those leaves will fall. Well, if we compare that to feelings, sometimes our feelings can feel big and overwhelming, and it is all we see. And sometimes those feelings fade. And so in a few months, when all of those leaves have fallen to the ground, should I go just chop down all those trees because they look like they're dead, look like they don't have any leaves? No, that is a season. That is a temporary feeling. And we we have this culture of, you know, follow your heart and do what you feel, do what feels good. But that is not good advice because our feelings will lie to us and they will tell us this is no good or or you it feels good, so do it. 
it, it is just not good advice. Um, some better advice, some way to like some make some healthy, long-term good decisions instead of just relying on our feelings, which again, we are our own worst salesperson. Like we have convinced ourselves to do 100% of our bad decisions, right? I mean, you know what I mean? Like there are potentially other people involved in the things that we regret and our ba- and our decisions that we wish we wouldn't have made, right? But we were also there. And more times than not, it is ourselves convincing us we really should date him. We really should stay up later than we should. We really should have that extra shot of tequila. We really should buy that that we can't afford. Like we are our own worst salespeople. Does that make sense? And so <laughs> we make those decisions based on feelings, right? If we look back, why did I buy that? Why did I date him? Why, you know, whatever it is, there was there was feelings saying, oh, do what feels good, chase your heart. All right, so if we kind of take that thought captive is what the Bible tells us to do and, and just take a second and be like, wait, here are some filters or some more important questions to ask yourself when you're faced with this. Oh shoot, what I what should I do? Um, I'm going to put these in the show notes and actually I'm just making a TikTok about this as well. If you might want to just refer to these for future reference. But one of those questions, and I just have three of them. One of those questions is, what will t- my tomorrow self be thankful I chose today? Let me say that again. What will my tomorrow self be thankful that I chose today? So that's one important question that can help you just decipher. Um, And again, that comes to like the gym. There's a lot of times you're not going to feel like going to the gym, but what will your tomorrow self be thankful you chose today? There's going to be times when you want to, when you feel like staying up late and scrolling social media, what will your tomorrow self be thankful you chose today? And sometimes it's really kind of thinking about your tomorrow self. Like right now I feel like A, B, and C, but like, looking and pretending like you, you're having a conversation with her. Hey girl, which, what decision should we make in this moment? Because in that staying up late example, I've been there y'all. And that in that cycle of I'm going to stay up and scroll because I quote, feel like it. And then that, you know, impedes into my next day and I feel tired and I feel yucky. And then the next night and just cycle, 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 cycle. But if I ask, Hey, tomorrow self, what will you appreciate that I do? She says, girl, go to bed. And then, then you're creating that new healthier cycle. Because if you keep just doing what feels good, you're not going to be, you're not going to get to where you want to go. You know what I mean? Like I say this all the time, the principle of the path. If I want to go to Canada, I need to drive North. Like this is not complicated. No one argues this, but if we want to get a better night's sleep, we need to put down social media. If we want to um, get healthier, we need to go to the gym, even when we don't feel like it. If we want to have Christian relationships. We need to ourselves be pursuing Christ. I I did this myself as a younger person, but I thought a boy would come in and quote rescue me and you know fill in my broken places and like that's just untrue and unfair. And to put that type of unrealistic expectations on another human being when instead I, I've taught I've said this several times, but like the triangle example. If both man and woman are at the bottom of the triangle and God is at the top. Your pursuit doesn't change, but maybe along that journey, you find a partner to keep pursuing that pursuit together. So we like to think, oh, well, I'll just dance on the bar and do whatever and hook up and like, but, and then I'm going to find a Christian guy and everything's going to change. Like, no, we are on a path and the path that you were on lead somewhere. And that doesn't magically change when you meet a partner. You want to 
link arms and run that race together. I have, I have a lot of strong feelings about feelings. Can you tell? Oh, okay. Um, here's the second thing. The second question to ask yourself when it comes to, I, I feel clouded. I feel like I'm not sure what decision to make. All I see is what I feel like or what I don't feel like. One of those questions to ask yourself is, has this decision or relationship served me well in the past? So for example, with the staying up late social media thing, I've done this before. Has it served me well in the past? Probably not. Has having that extra shot of tequila served you well in the past? Probably not. And I, and I mentioned that relationship thing because you know, the other side of the coin, when it comes to a healthy relationship, if you're in a long-term relationship and it's been great for six months and now you're in this rough patch for like two months, you don't feel, you don't feel it. You're frustrated by him, but it, I wouldn't necessarily throw, and there's so many things to unpack here, but I wouldn't necessarily throw in the towel because there's this quote feeling of frustration right now. Again, feelings are leaves. And so looking at that relationship more holistically it might not be worth throwing in the towel. Again, so much to unpack. There could be reasons to walk away. There could be reasons to stay. I offer online mentoring. I'd love to have a chat with you about it. But you know, not knowing your situation specifically, this is just a way to ask yourself long-term, looking at your best future self, covered by feelings, how to make healthier, clearer relationships. And again, emotions cloud judgment. Emotions are basically feelings like we're talking about. And when we have so much emotion around a decision, it is just harder to see more clearly. So these are questions that I'm wanting to propose to you guys to help you make better decisions. So number one was what will my tomorrow self be thankful I chose today? Number two was has this decision or relationship served me well in the past? And then the last question is when this decision is simply a story I tell, what story do I want to tell? I actually got this from Andy Stanley's book, better decisions and fewer regrets, which I will be glad to link as well. And he asked this a lot when we're in the middle of a tough decision that could be moving, you know, those are, those are tough decisions that could be taking a job that is kind of out of your comfort zone or doing something brave that there's a million reasons why it seems like a good idea, but you're just scared or, you know, there's so many different scenarios in life, of course. Right. But Everything that we're facing is going to be reduced eventually to a story, a story that we tell. And really, when we think about this, what story do we want to tell? Like, you're going to have kids one day, my young friends. You are going to have, um, who knows, maybe you'll write a book one day. And all of these life experiences are going to be stories that you tell. And I want to write a good story. And the good thing is the pen is in all of our hands. We get to decide what story we're writing. So to kind of land this plane is feelings are leaves. Feelings are temporary. And, you know, I'm joking because I'm talking about strong feelings in this episode and feelings can be strong. You know, maybe one day I'll under, <laughs> understand that the dryer in the bathroom is the best thing given to humanity and I will love it. It's very possible because feelings are leaves and they are temporary and they come and go. And I just want you to have these tools in your tool belt, these three questions to kind of be able to see through the, the fog because they can, you know, looking again out my back window, it is covered in leaves. I, I see nothing but leaves. I see nothing but in this experience feelings. And that is so real. And that is so 
you know, just real to the human experience is sometimes we are overwhelmed by feelings. But I hope that those three questions will give you the tools to step back and evaluate and to make better decisions. And the last thing I really just kind of want to talk about isn't necessarily strong feelings, but just something I wish I would have understood or, you know, this conversation would have been brought to my attention when I was in my 20s. And that is, what do you want to become an expert in? And, you know, right now you might be going to school or learning something and we are all going to become experts on something. They say to become an expert is that 10,000 hours, right? And, you know, most of you guys are in your 20s and so you haven't lived enough life necessarily to become an expert in a whole lot of things, but that's okay. Now, as you're growing and as you're learning, you are becoming expert probably in multiple things. And this term expert, a lot of times people are like intimidated by and like, oh, whoa, I'm not an expert on anything. Well, if you spend 10,000 hours, which if you do the math is about a 40 hour work week for a little less than five years. So a little less than five years working at something, you can become an expert in a host of things. And this is really exciting. You know, let's say, for example, you live until you are 80. That is a lot of five years. I literally just paused it and did the math. 16 of five-year spans to become an expert on something. Now, I know you probably won't spend a 40-hour work week on your hobby, but you get what I'm trying to say. Most experts agree it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert. There's different skills that may be more or less, but let's say you like to sew or cook or whatever it may be, whether you intend to or not, what you spend your time on, you become an expert. And this just really, really spoke to me. I heard this on a podcast, Walk in Love podcast, love them. I'll also link them as well. And this question is something one of the hosts read about in a book, and it's really just stuck with me that... You know, me cooking my family dinner in the evening, doing that over and over again, learning new recipes, learning that I can just use this much butter or not measure it out or whatever, whatever. I am learning expertise in that area. Will I ever be on the Food Network? Probably not. That is not my aspirations, goals, or dreams, but I am learning expertise in the area of cooking just by doing it. I was pulling some weeds in the garden the other day and gardening is just something I'm really interested in. I love plants. I love to watch them grow. I love to like, ooh, that's a bougainvillea. <laughs> like, I don't know. Plants are my jam. Am I ever going to have a show on HGTV? No. Am I ever going to write a book about plants? Probably not. It's not like I want to be Katie the plant expert, but I still, do you see what I'm saying? I'm learning expertise in this area. So I challenge you, my young friends, what you spend your time in, you become an expert. That may be social media. That may be working out. That could be a host of things. But okay, I got an example. So having people over for dinner, that is something we love to do as a family. And I, I don't feel like I have an expert in this, but I have learned some skills about just being very authentic, like not worrying so much that my house is perfect. You know, our kids have friends over all the time. We have like a revolving door of friends over all the time. And I want to be known for that, so to speak. I mean, again, I'm not like looking for prizes or anything, but I want the Bulmer family, our family to be a open home where we have friends and we have family and we just constantly inviting people over for dinner. And, you know, I never would have thought, oh, well, I'm an expert at having people over for dinner. But this type of framing this conversation is basically just language, just having words around, I want this to signify or, you know, identify my life. 
a lot of people don't have people over. They're like, you know, that's just, they don't want to have people over. They have a more of a close home. I don't think there's anything wrong with that either necessarily. These are just different ways of thinking. And this is something that we value and that we want to invest time, you know, money, uh, create space. These are just intentional decisions that we make as a family in our day-to-day lives because this is something we value. And then just putting the words around the expert in just kind of helps you reverse engineer your life, which essentially means like beginning with the end in mind. What do you want said about your funeral? Like (laughs) I I joke one time, like no one cares if you're hot when you're dead. No one says, wow, she was really hot. (laughs) And listen, I'm in favor of caring about your appearance. Like, yeah, you should brush your hair and nothing wrong with makeup, but we spend so much time and expertise. Like again, nothing wrong with being a makeup expert or whatever, but like, I just want you to think, what do you want said about you at your funeral? And then reverse engineering that. What are you building expertise in, in your twenties that will grow into your thirties and grow into who you become and, and what they say about you and your life and your legacy girls. uh, I'm like preaching to myself too, because I mean, I don't know, this life is a vapor and I want to be an expert in the right things. And do I spend every single moment a day building that? Of course not. But having that idea, that goal in mind, that end in mind, that reverse engineering your goals of becoming an expert in the things you want to be an expert in. I'm just saying, I hope that inspires you. Well, I think that that is all of my strong feelings, at least for today. I'm sure I have more, but let me know what you think of this episode. This is a little different than what I've done in the past. If you like this, if you want to see more of like this or less of like this, you won't hurt my feelings. I just want to hear from you. I do this for you guys. So I would love to hear from you on social media. My DMs are always open. My handle is at Katie Bulmer Life, and I truly love hearing from you. I recently said out loud, <laughs> I don't know, it was a very strong goal, ambitious goal of mine to have 500 reviews on Apple Podcast. We're not close, but that's okay. I think I was a little ambitious. We started at, I think, 161. So I'm going to have a more realistic goal of 250, 250 reviews on Apple and or Spotify. I think, oh shoot, I think we're maybe at around 200 on Apple, maybe a little less. Either way, I would love to hear from you. Just let me know if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, let the internet know because that's how other girls find us. So you can simply leave a review on Apple or Spotify. Hey, I appreciate you. Thank you for spending time with me. I really love doing this and I hope that it was helpful and you gave some truths for your 20s.